Hey y'all, my name is Sheila and I am obsessed with creating systems and processes that pave the way to help us simply do life better. I am a homeschool mama of three who took my passion for creating a unique educational experience for my kids and turned it into a thriving homeschool community full of other homeschool mamas who want to do the same. You will not find cookie cutter homeschool ideas around here. I teach you how to find what works for your family, navigate the challenges that might pop up on your journey, and confidently show up for your homeschool in a way that brings you joy. We chat a little bit about everything around here with one simple focus, empowering you to be the best homeschool mama you can be. So plan to show up each Monday while washing dishes, folding laundry, or driving to the library so that you can get a little dose of homeschool mama help and finally create a homeschool you love. This is the Create Your Homeschool podcast. This episode of the Create Your Homeschool podcast is brought to you by the Homeschool Mama Academy. The Homeschool Mama Academy is a thriving membership from Create Your Homeschool. Inside, you'll find like-minded homeschool mamas, free resources, monthly challenges to help you be more intentional as a homeschool mom, bonus podcast episodes, and more. Start the new year off strong and join the Homeschool Mama Academy today to help you be the best homeschool mama you can be. And if you're listening to this anytime in January 2024, you can use the code NEWYEAR at checkout to get 25% off your first month. Hey, y'all. I am so excited to introduce y'all to Sarah from Sarah's Homeschool. Sarah is a homeschool consultant who offers annual portfolio evaluations and grade level assessments. And today she is joining us on the podcast to talk about homeschooling on a budget. This topic is one that comes up a lot in the homeschooling world. Typically, I feel like because homeschool families are usually like living off of one income when one parent is focusing more on educating the kids. And so I am so excited and thankful that you are willing to come on the podcast today, Sarah. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about all this. Yes, me too. I am so excited. But before we dive into the main topic of homeschooling on a budget, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and maybe what inspired you to start Sarah's Homeschool? Sure. Okay. So I was an educator for over 15 years. And I started off in elementary education. I'm gifted endorsed. I have my master's in curriculum instruction. And I taught at a charter school for, goodness, about 12 years of my career. And then in the public school doing gifted classes for about three years. Uh, when my daughter started her education, she actually followed me wherever I went um, for schooling. And she was pretty much always in my class. And then I started noticing that she needed more out of her schooling experiences. So when COVID hit, we got to come home and we got to see what homeschooling was sort of like. Um, and then I ended up having another baby and I wanted to stay home with both of them. So my husband said, you need to make a little bit of money on the side and you know, figure this out. So I started brainstorming and I wanted to share my experiences and my knowledge with other families and help them figure out how to homeschool and educate their children in the best way. So I started um, Sarah's Homeschool and I offer, like you said, annual homeschool evaluations for the state of Florida. And then I offer level assessments and consulting for anyone anywhere in the world. I've actually done them for people in Japan, um, China, <laughs> uh, all over the United States. Alaska was cool. And I just market all over Facebook, really. A lot of the times parents will come to me and they'll say, what is it? 
uh, a good way of you know educating my child, but not spending a lot of money. And this really brings it home to me because I've had to figure that out so I can educate my girls in the same way. That is so cool. I can't believe that you've like helped with people in Japan. That is so cool. And just really all over the country. I think that that's like one of my favorite things about doing uh, Create Your Homeschool is that I get to meet like people from all over the world. And it's so, it still blows my mind like to this day that people from other areas that's like not from, you know, North Carolina or whatever is will like listen to me or or chat with me or whatever. And like, that is so cool that you've made it like global. <laughs> that's really awesome. I absolutely love it. I actually did one of my internships in England when I was in school. And I had someone contact me for a level assessment from Cambridge. And I was so excited. It's like, oh my goodness, I did my intern, my second internship there. And I was able to you know, like, you know, talk to them about areas a grocery store that I really liked <laughs> um, and, you know, just kind of relate to them. So I, I joined military groups, you know, and traveling groups. There are a lot of um, families that travel in RVs all over the country as well. So they want to see where their children are, or, you know, how to best help them. So I like to be able to offer it to, you know, many, not just in my home state. That's really cool. That is awesome. Okay. So at the end of this episode, I think you have a special offer just for our listeners, I believe. So y'all make sure to stay to the end of the episode, take advantage of that. You'll be able to talk a little bit more about that at the end, but let's go ahead and jump into this uh, topic of just like homeschooling on a budget. I think that the heart, in my opinion anyway, of like homeschooling on a budget is really more about just like being creative, thinking outside the box. Um, So can you share maybe some practical tips on how families can maximize what they already have at home in order to keep homeschooling exciting and fresh without breaking the bank? Sure. A lot of parents come to me, they want to buy these curriculums that cost hundreds of dollars. And I always advise them, unless you've had experience with this in the past or have a copy of it somewhere where you can get it you know, at a very good rate, explore what you have in your house first. STEAM-based learning is huge nowadays. The science, the technology, the engineering, the arts, and the mathematics. You'd be surprised at the materials that you can use right in your home. For example, if you have some old crafts or you have some Tupperware or games that your children have just torn apart and you're like, I will never be able to use this game again. Um, The candy land is missing some of the characters or you've got a random set of dice or a spinner somewhere, use those and create games based off your children's needs. That's why often the level assessments where parents can, you know, pinpoint where their children are and see exactly where they need to learn. So they can start forming these materials and not have to rely on buying textbooks or buying workbooks. Yes, it's helpful to have those as supplements, but it's not the only thing that will educate your child. Sometimes going out and exploring nature or going on a bike ride and talking about the ducks that are walking and their life cycles, that can add a lot to the child's mind and allow them to think creatively or have them thinking of a different way of just reading a text. My husband and I are very big on traveling with our girls. So my daughter, my oldest daughter will research somewhere. And we will actually travel to that spot, you know, <laughs> within budget means. So, for example, um, Florida has a lot of um, state and national parks that we'd like to explore. So I'll have her research the area, and then we'll actually go see it in person. And I know, like, in North Carolina, for example, you'll be able to you know, get into the parks for free. 
So why not go out in nature and see what it has to offer? Um, there are a lot of programs too that if you just write them and ask them, they will accept homeschoolers at very, very discounted rates. We just utilize everything that we have at our house and we make it fun. Just making those hands-on learning projects, making um, silly games out of things, having family nights, that can add a lot to your learning and make it just so much better than sitting and writing sentences all day. So I always motivate parents and, you know, get them to think in a different way, the out of the box thinking. Yes, that makes so much sense. And we have a ton of those games. Like I go every so often, I'm just like, okay, like half of this game is missing. Where's the top to even to this box? (laughs) And I just like purge everything. But that's so smart to like, keep the pieces and figure out how to like, I mean, you could turn the just the game board itself into something else. Yes. I, if you want to turn a Monopoly board into a reading game, use construction paper, use scraps of paper, wrapping paper, if you want, and just cover it up, make it into whatever you want. You could use sight words and just form it in any fashion that you know you can using the materials that you have. That's so smart. I love that so much. Something else that, you know, I'm not really afraid of, I guess I'll admit, is being able to find resources and materials for a homeschool at discounted prices. And so I think it's cool to like be able to like think creatively and outside the box to, you know, use the things around you and things like that. But like when we need those resources or those materials, manipulatives, when we need those things, I am all about grabbing that kind of stuff like at antique shops or thrift stores or Facebook marketplace. Do you have any tips for helping parents to be able to find affordable materials like that, that they might need for their homeschool? And what kinds of resources do you think would be best to like look for in those types of of settings, like in a thrift shop or Facebook marketplace? I always say ask around to neighbors as well. You never know what people are going to throw away. Um, (laughs) So I'm not embarrassed to say this, but my my husband and I um, find it fun to go around and I, I know this sounds disgusting to some, but look in people's trashes. I mean, some people throw away these valuable items. We've actually found a child's desk the other day that maybe was used once and no we brought way. it home, Clorox, yeah, Cloroxed it, you know, cleaned it up. We found bookshelves. I mean, we have found everything in there and we've actually, we added onto our house and we made our entire back room a learning area for our children. But I found a lot of these items, like you said, in discounted areas, antique shop, garage sales, asking neighbors, finding them in the trash and, you know, just, you know, fixing them up and recycling. My mom really likes to redo furniture. So that that's helped out in a lot of fashions. You know, a lot of times you'll be able to find books at bookstores, not Barnes and Noble or these, these large market prices. Um, But in, like you said, in a thrift shop, you might be able to find a lot of learning books that your children read and they've outgrown. Um, in the book libraries that are all around towns, I would I would really really suggest looking in those as well. They have one that are specific to children now, where you can go, you can pick out a book and then donate one of yours. So it's a constant reading cycle. It's called the Little Free Library. Oh yeah, um, that's really cool. Yes, yes. and it, um, most of the time you can find them in parks. Um, we have multiple in our neighborhood, and our girls will you know go and see what they like to read. So that will save you money. Um, you can just do that. And there's actually a lot of websites that um, offer, you know, free free learning tools. Um, 
I'm going to, is it okay to name a couple of those that yeah, might totally. be beneficial? Okay. Um, I really like Epic Books. They have a lot of different level of reading on there. And as a homeschool parent, you can create a teacher account and see, you know, what your children are reading and offer that. So you don't have to go out and spend money on, um, you know, Amazon or any of these. You can try them out at home. And then a lot of the programs, they will offer trial periods. So you can actually see if you like them. And then they'll offer discounted prices to homeschool parents. So I always encourage parents, if you like the program, ask them for a discounted price. You know, there are a lot of resources on Facebook too, like you said, Marketplace and um, Facebook book co-ops and um, groups that you know, a lot of parents are you know willing to you know offer their items either for free or very, very small prices because they're homeschool parents as well. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I, I've never thought about going to like the little free libraries. Like I see them everywhere, but I'm, I guess I've just never really understood the concept of like what it is. But so you can go and get whatever book you want and then you just replace it with the book that you no longer read or no longer need. Correct. Is that kind yes. of how they work? Yes. Um, and they're adorable too. They're all set up as little houses yeah. and um, you can actually write them. My husband, um, we have a park right by our home and the one that the neighborhood community had it was falling down and little free library was very very generous and they actually sent us one from their program so we have a brand new book library where we can stock it up that is that is awesome I will definitely have to like look into that even just for like our neighborhood because I think that would be so that's just like a really cool resource but it uh, promotes like community and like being you know working with together with other parents and things like that so I think that that's really that's so smart and then it even teaches your kids too, like to share their stuff and kind of like recycle. That's really of awesome. Yes. Um, and during the holidays, I've noticed um, some people wrap up the, the books in wrapping paper with bows. So they, you know, and sometimes they're new books. So it might be, you know, those that want to give a little bit more for the children. So it's a very, very nice organization that set it, set it up in the first place. That is fun. Yeah, I think my favorite um, thing about finding used resources is that it reminds me to share those resources or any resources that I've gathered from my homeschool with others. Continuing to recycle like resources makes it so easy to keep homeschooling fresh and be able to supply like new resources when your kids move up in grades as well. So that's really awesome. With us like having multiple kids, I have three and I think you said you have two. Um, Do you ever think about keeping their resources to kind of like hand me down the curriculum to the other like younger kids? Of course. Uh, I that is one of my biggest regrets actually uh, my oldest daughter she had a massive library and I used to purchase her books all the time before I thought of you know homeschooling on a budget I mean it was books that I thought of uh, that were wonderful when I was a child I mean she was real equipped with that and I ended up selling them and giving them away to others because I never thought I was going to have another child since we have a massive age gap if you have other children pass them down you will save a bunch of money and a lot of the times their older children will be so excited when they come back out and they'll want to engage and, you know, maybe teach your younger ones about what they learned and what they explored with it. So it's always, always good. There are a lot of programs that you can't find after a certain period of time. Um, so, you know, it's very valuable to keep everything. You never know what's going to spark a child's learning. We all learn in different ways, all at different paces. So, you know, something that you're, your 13 year old has now or, or had in the past, um, maybe something that really helps your child learn how to read. Um, and it may not be on the market anymore or be available. So I always say recycle it. If you've got bins, put them in the garage, put all your learning materials in there. If you have the room and just 
keep reusing and then pass them on to others once you're done with them. But I think that is a very, very good thing um, to do. I've absolutely done that before where I've just like gotten rid of stuff because I thought that like we would never use it again. And then we need it again. <laughs> so, and you're, to- you're totally right about, about it, like going out of style or going um, off of the market. Like that happens all the time. And I feel like I might have like an old school mindset, but I know there's like so many different, like new learning styles and new um, things that we need to teach our kids and things like that. You know, history is always changing, but I feel like that, you know, even this, even the things that we find that are like 10 or 20 years old, I feel like it still has the same basic concepts that, you know, if we wanted to pull that in to use in our homeschool, like it would still be relevant. We could find a way to make it relevant because it's just like the bones of the curriculum. It's not, you know, the extra fluff that new curriculums might have. Oh, I 100% agree. My grandma was an educator. um, And when she passed away, we went through her house and she worked as a tutor up until pretty much um, the time she passed. And my oldest daughter and I, we had we ended up finding so many great resources that she used at her education that didn't have a lot of the the fluff that you're referring to. Um, and that really did help her learn in a more basic, straightforward way. Hey, I'm interrupting this episode to tell you about today's freebie. If you're looking to set some great homeschool goals this year, grab our homeschool goals freebie. Inside the freebie, you'll find 10 ideas to get you started with setting trackable homeschool goals that actually move your homeschool forward. You'll also get our printable goals action plan worksheet to help you plan everything out and stay on track. Click the link in our show notes to grab this freebie now and take control of your homeschool one goal at a time. Since I have such a huge age gap, my other one is not ready for a lot of it yet, but I have those in the attic where I can pull them down and teach her. Uh, one of the things that we found was abacus, and my daughter was like, what is this thing? So like, we were able to use this, but you know, it brings back some memories too. Like my grandma, I used to go to her and, um, for tutoring when I was little, and she would tell me all these stories. And when I actually saw them, I'm like, wow, that's what she was referring to. It's wonderful when you do things like that. Yeah, that's so cool. So can you, since we're kind of like on that subject a little bit, can you talk a little bit uh, more about just creating a personalized curriculum by either modifying a box curriculum or making your own? I think that that's something that um, really intimidates a lot of families um, because I, I don't know if it's just the disconnect of like making something your own and, and not it not being official like learning material. I'm a huge advocate of making your own curriculum. Um, as, as I stated, you, you can spend a lot of money on all these different textbooks to try to figure out what works best for your child. And a lot of times I will have families come to me and just really, really regret spending the money or just like, this is not working out. Um, So creating your own is usually a very good step to take at the very beginning or even um, as experienced homeschoolers. So finding out where your children are at and what their needs are it's a very, very, very smart thing to do. Since we all, like I said, learn at different paces and have different learning styles, um, if you are able to help your children in that way, you can focus on the visuals. You can focus on the auditory in so many different formats. What I do is I always encourage parents to see what topics to focus on first. Find those gaps, fill them in, and then keep progressing. You wouldn't believe if you focus on the gaps at first, how much of the 
memory or the brain process will go into it and they will start learning at the speed that you will just find amazing. Um, and it will build up their, their self-esteem, their motivation too. If you are able to pull the material or able to make items that focus on those areas and pinpoint them, you will be much further ahead in, in the future. If your child is behind, it's not the worst thing in the world. A lot of times when they're in school, the teachers unfortunately aren't able to focus on them and their needs. As a homeschooling family, it's one-on-one or one with a couple other children if, you, if you've got a, a larger family. And you're able to zone in on those areas that will really encourage your child to want to learn and explore in different ways. I, I feel as if you, have, if you have the time and if you have the resources you know, to do such a thing, it is the most beautiful form of education that there is. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Can you tell us a little bit more about um, like the gaps and how to find the gaps to even like get started with making something yourself? Because I think that that I mean, what you said is true. Like, you know, if your kid is behind, like what even is behind? I mean, that's my favorite question to ask a parent if they like message me or something. They're just like, I think my kid's behind. Like, what is behind? Like, why are you? Number one, comparing your kid to any right. anything else. I mean, your kid is on your kid's level, like that's where they're supposed to be. That's where they are. That's just fact. And dwelling on, this is like a rant that I could go on forever, but like dwelling on, you know, them being behind is just, it's not helpful for you or your kid. It just adds so much extra stress. How would you determine like what those gaps are or like where to even get started? I definitely understand. A lot of parents will come to me too. And they'll be like, oh, my school, um, the, the school that my child was at said that they're three or four grade levels behind in reading. Or, um, you know, they're not going to pass this grade or, um, the, you know, they shouldn't be in this school or this class. And I've heard these horror stories that teachers are just awful to these children because they're not performing according to these standardized tests. That's why I offer these level assessments. They're completely relaxed. And it's basically just a trivia game. I don't know if the child knows if they're getting the questions wrong. I just use standards that I've used forever. And I'll... You know, I'm just trying to get the children so in life, they can, you know, figure out how to add or subtract so they're not getting ripped off at a car dealership or, right. you know, being able to go to the grocery store and, you know, make sure that they have the accurate type of money, making sure that they have these basic skills. And if their parents want them to you know, go to college or the child wants to go to college, that they're able to, you know, take the ACT or SAT. I think a lot of the time the schools put these thoughts in the parents' head that, their children are not able to do certain things. And that is not true. We need people who will be engineers. We need people who will be doctors. We need people who will be hairdressers. We need everything. So just because your child isn't academically at the top, according to the schools, that doesn't mean anything. My daughter, uh, she wants to be a mortician. And I know that's like the scariest thing in the world for me because I am not into those. I told her I've never visit her at work, but that we focus a lot of our education on making sure she is ready to do that if she wants to. We actually know someone who knows the funeral director in our town and she wants to actually start visiting. That's like the last thing I would want to do, but I encourage her and I try to find things that will help her in the future. So uh, that is something that a lot of parents who are homeschooling really need to focus on. What does my child want to do? What interests them? And then they will reach those, those goals and fill in those gaps slowly. Okay, you want to be um, 
an architect. So let's focus on these math skills that will build that. And that will start filling in the areas of adding, subtracting, multiplying, dividing, because yeah, in the future, you will need to know how to do that. That's how we run our education here based off interest and based off, you know, possibly wanting to be a mortician in the future. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it, it encourages her and she wants to be bilingual so she can speak to families if they come into the, the funeral home and you know, like being able to, you know, like relate to others. I did find her a, a wonderful um, Spanish tutor who um, is helping her do that and reach those goals. That is so cool. I think we we were talking a little bit before we started recording mm-hmm. about you finding the tutors and how you were able to find them at like really cheap prices compared yes. to like what some tutors are. Do you want to share maybe where you found those just in case sure. another family is looking for something like that? Of course. Um, so there is this website called Lesson Pell and you actually create a profile for your child. Uh, you don't state your address or anything. You just kind of state where you're from. It's all done virtually. And You'll tell the platform what you want your child to learn and, you know, maybe the struggles or how you want them, their learning enhanced. And you'll have a bunch of people reach out to you. Um, you put a budget in there. And I, I always just play with the system. I put something very, very small at first. And then you just negotiate with them and they'll create packages for you. But we found two really amazing tutors for our oldest daughter. Um, one, she actually is a college student right now, and she is has been working with our daughter this year on training her for the SATs and ACTs. My daughter wants to go to Flagler, so uh, that's, that's so they always cool. see. Yeah, we visit there, and she absolutely loves it. So I'm like, you have to get a certain ACT or SAT to get scholarships, please. Um, like, but <laughs> right to get into the school. Um, but that is her like ultimate thing, like Flagler this, Flagler that. So we have this really great girl, and. I don't know how much she would charge other people, but she's very, very reasonable. Nowhere near the $50, $60 mark that most tutors do, um, which is outrageous. And I don't know how anyone can afford that. Um, But if people want to reach out to me and get her business card, by all means. And then I found this lovely homeschooling mom. She offers Spanish. My daughter, she's quite the introvert, my oldest one. But she absolutely loves this lady. And the entire session, she's in her room laughing. And just having the best time. So I know that she's learning, enjoying it at, you know, at the same time. Um, so I just feel that is super important too. I absolutely love this lady. So if others would like to have her name, I know she has openings and would be willing to um, help other families as well. That's so awesome. And and I love I love just like the camaraderie of like homeschool moms helping homeschool moms. Like yes. it's, just, it's so beautiful that way. And like you're supporting other families and you're also getting help with your homeschool. And that's. I just love that so much. This has been so awesome today, Sarah. Thank you so much again for coming onto the podcast um, to share all these awesome tips. I think that this has been like a really great episode that I think I'm probably going to like <laughs> refer to often just because there's so many great nuggets in here. Before we hop off, um, can you just tell us more about Sarah's Homeschool, what services you offer, um, and if there's anything special in store for our listeners today? I do offer annual homeschool portfolio evaluations for Florida residents. And I believe um, someone was asking me the other day if I can do it for other states. And as long as it says it needs to be a certified teacher, I can do it for anywhere. Um, and then I offer level assessments, which they only take about 15 to 20 minutes. They're completely relaxed. And I will state your child's level on a custom report. I'll state their areas of knowledge and the topics to go over so, so you can keep progressing them and tell you if there's any gaps. And then I'll also add resources to the write-up as well so you can explore, you know, certain avenues. 
And then I offer consulting um, in any topic. A lot of parents from Florida, they like to know exactly how to start or other families like throughout the world like to know, you know, some resources or how to encourage your children. So I'm always available to do that as well. So I always like to use the positive reinforcement and, you know, help families as best as I can with that. That's so awesome. I love that so much. Y'all be sure to connect with Sarah. I've got all of her information to be able to connect with her um, in the show notes and just in the description of this episode. Sarah, thank you again so much for being here. Thank you for Um, having me. Yes. I would love to maybe chat again with you soon, maybe on a future episode if you're up for it. That'd be fine. Thank you. All right. Y'all have a good week. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Create Your Homeschool podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, will you head over to Instagram and tell me what you loved most? You can find us at Create Your Homeschool. I would love to connect with you there. Also, if you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button on this show and leave us a review. Those two things are so important in the podcasting world and will help us spread the word and help more homeschool mamas create a homeschool they love.